So welcome back to season two, episode three of the Pink Fishes podcast. Um, you're joined by myself and Zara. And today we are going to be doing unpopular lash opinions. So these we've either found online, on forums, etc. And they're basically just people's unpopular opinions about things in the lash industry and we're going to talk about whether we agree with the unpopular opinions or whether we disagree and also have a look at what other people have to say about them really so this one says what's everyone's unpopular lash opinions mine is that lash lifts are a waste of time and money unless you've got really long natural lashes i think this one's a really hard one because you can't basically say to your client oh no you can't have a lash lift and you don't want to just say oh you can only have it if you've got like the longer lashes but I kind of agree with them when they're saying that you're only going to see the difference with the longer if you've got longer natural lashes yeah I I do agree a little bit with this unpopular opinion I feel like unless you've got quite nice natural lashes you might not see a massive difference like you will Mm. still see a difference and I think it really depends on sort of the look that you're going for and the problem is with your clients is sometimes they'll see a picture of someone else's lash lift and they'll think oh my goodness I'll have that done but their lashes won't look like that yeah it's like curling your lashes though isn't it so I kind of agree with this statement but then I kind of I'm a bit like I used to have really short lashes but I still loved having that just like you woke up in the morning and you didn't have to do anything with your lashes so it's like lash extensions but it's like you don't have to put mascara on them and it's just that natural give them a bit of a lift so some other people's opinions is um i don't do them because i'd feel bad taking people's money if they did have short lashes and i just don't enjoy doing them see i love doing a lash lift i just feel like you get it so quick and they're in and out yeah i always think I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion in itself, but I always think of like lash lifts being easier because a lot of the time you're just literally waiting and a treatment time is like half, if not less than than a full set of extensions. Exactly. So I always see it as like a bit easier, at least with extensions you are going to see a difference. Yeah, like a noticeable one. Yeah, and you can almost tailor it Mm -hmm. to each individual client. Like, for example, if you've got someone with really short lashes, but they do want length, Mm -hmm. then you know that you're going to be able to add length with lash extensions, whereas you're not going to... There's a limit to what you can add with a lash lift and tint. Um, It just depends on what the lashes look like. Other than that, it's just going to be a lift. They're going to be all the same. Um, It's like you said about the hooded eyes like at least you can tailor that to like the like personalized each client lash lifts they're gonna look the same so we've got some other opinions here so this one says i have quite a few older ladies and they have quite short lashes but they love their lash lifts and the confidence that it gives them so i do think i'm not saying that lash lifts can't work at all on short mm-hmm. lashes like they still definitely work it's just less of a difference. Yeah. But then people might want that. Like, the reason that people might want lash lifts is because they don't like the look of lash extensions or they don't want something as dramatic. It's almost like a completely different service. I would say it's more like, like you say, like wearing mascara. Mm-hmm. It's more you're giving that effect rather than having dark, full dramatic. lashes. <laughs> yeah, like it's very natural. And some people actually would prefer that. 
Yeah, 100%. I'd say with my like older clients, they do prefer the lash lift because it's not in your face. It doesn't take as long. So just laying down for a quick 40 minute appointment and it's just still a nice treatment at the end of the day. They're getting a pamper. They're still, it's a bit cheaper for everyone as well. And it's just, I feel like it does still give you that satisfactory results. Oh, we've got people saying, I love lash lifts. They're one of my favourite treatments. I'm shocked people don't like doing them, lol. <laughs> I do think lash lifts can give a really amazing result. Mm -hmm. And I think for some people, it does definitely work. And I would actually recommend some people having lash lifts over lash extensions. Like my cousin, she's got natural lashes of about 13, 14 mil. And, but she prefers it quite natural. So then I think, yeah, lash lift and tint is the way to go. But equally, that is almost supporting the point that you need long lashes yeah. to have a lash lift. So mm -hmm. I think it's very difficult. I think if you want to see the results and you want something more dramatic, then you do need to have naturally long lashes if you want to go for a lash lift. If you don't mind and you just sort of want that look like you've got mascara on, then I think lash lift mm -hmm. all the way. But I think if you've got naturally quite short lashes, um, then go for lash extensions. And maybe this is where like the consultation comes in handy. Like I would always recommend doing a consultation for new clients because no matter what treatment they're having, like, whether you're doing like patch tests or whether you're just like filling in information, that's a really handy time where you could actually go, you know, if they've booked in for a lash lift, you can talk to them about sort of the look they want. And if they're going, oh, I want really long lashes, I really, really want them to be thick and full and then you look at them and you think mm, they're like naturally like a 10 mil yeah. and they're quite sparse you know what you might actually be better having like a light russian set it's safe to say that your lashes are never gonna not grow there's so many like different products nowadays that you can get to grow your lashes so if you do want lash lifts and your lashes are short then grow your lashes first i'd say i'd recommend growing the lashes we have got our serum longer limbs <laughs> <laughs> So our second unpopular opinion is when people state mega volumes and insist they won't use over 13 mil. Now, I've definitely come across people who've said this or people on forums, even at talks. I've definitely heard it before. Like some people won't use a 0.03 without being like offensive, like a little bit older fashioned, maybe. Obviously, like mega volumes have sort of, I would say, become more popular throughout time, whereas it used to be more like classics and then like light Russian volume sets. And I think what a lot of people sort of use as their like argument for this is um, that it can be unhealthy for the natural lash, which I agree, like it can be, like if you go to the extreme, yeah. for example, like if you're put using. 0.07 thickness and you're putting 20 lashes on a fan I do agree that that will be unhealthy for the natural lash but I do believe that some people's can take like in a 0.03 they can take 20 mil like I've seen natural lashes that would definitely be able to do that I think the problem sort of lies in that not every lash tech would know when and when not to do that yeah so like you said I just think it is down to what the lash tech wants to do um we were talking about this earlier i think it's i don't know it depends what kind of style of lashes you do like personally for myself it's not about me not knowing or anything i just don't offer that to my clients 
um, like the big heavy lashes. Also, it doesn't really fit my clients. I have like a lot of older ladies. I do my mum's lashes um, and they don't come in for big thick lashes. So I do think it's down to what you do as a lash artist um, and what your clients like. So it's really mixed. We've got some people that obviously it irks them so much when people do this, when they say that they won't do mega volumes and that they won't use higher than 13 mil. But then you've also got people here that are saying, I hate thick mega volume lashes. Um, I'll only go up to an 8D fan. Just think they look far too thick and they've taken them off of their price list and won't do it if requested. It's not like I don't like the big lashes. Like I can really appreciate when like we see them, see them come through on the Instagram. I think they're beautiful and I think it does take talent to be able to do that. And so it's not saying I'm against it. I just personally don't do it. Yeah, I think that's like the case of a lot of people. I think you'll attract a certain type of clientele based on your work. So if you like doing mega volume sets, then you'll get a lot of clients that want that. Mm. And if you don't like doing mega volume sets, then you probably won't have a lot of clients. You'll probably have clients that want more of like a natural look yeah. or they want like a light sort of Russian set. They don't want mega volume. So I think it's always good to be able to offer different things because then you're going to open yourself up to more people and you'll be able to tailor it to each person's wants. But then I also understand that not everyone... Like, for example, my sister, she does quite mega volume sets. I don't think people who want natural lashes would go to her anyway because mm -hmm. they'd see pictures of her work and it wouldn't align with what they want. So I don't think it's a problem at all. I think it's just a preference. I think if you want to do light sets, then I'm sure you'll be booked up too. If you want to do mega volume sets, I'm sure you'll also be booked up. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's like either... Or is more preferred because every client will be different. Like I do prefer sort of slightly thicker lashes. I wouldn't go to someone who didn't do over 13 mil and over 8D because it wouldn't be what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But I also know a lot of people that would yeah. and that would actually prefer that and wouldn't want to go to someone who does massively mega volume sets. I hate mega volumes. <laughs> Straight to the point. Unflattering, look like black caterpillars on the eye. Literally what my dad says, they look like big slugs on your eyes. Not your eyebrows, your eyelashes. <laughs> and hate it when they're touching the eyebrows. And like, I I wouldn't say I'm on the extreme end. I, the max I normally have on mine is about 14 mil. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever had 15 mil or 16. And like we do up to 20 mil here in lashes. So... I can't imagine on myself ever having that, but that's probably because they would be literally touching yeah. my eyebrows. But then other people have that and it wouldn't look bad. So I think it's kind of down to personal preference. I can see why it's an unpopular opinion. Yeah. But I can also see why people are against it too. So I'm kind of, I'm going to sit on the fence on this one. Yeah, so am I, I think. Just because I don't do them doesn't mean I don't appreciate them. I do think they are, like when they are done, like, so perfectly they just look stunning i think they do look really nice and you think oh i wish i would suit that but personally for myself i don't suit it and i 
wouldn't want to do it either. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, it's going to suit some people's faces and eyes and features, whereas for other people, it could look ridiculous. So our third unpopular opinion is that hybrids aren't a thing. I really don't agree with this one. I've heard so many people talk about this and... No, I can't get my head around it. See, I know that we've both experienced it together, mm -hmm. like when we were at an event and people talking about this. And I think before that, I was like, what do you mean hybrids aren't a thing? I would 100% say they're a thing. They're in between a classic and a Russian. Like if you're not sure you want a classic and if you're not sure you want a Russian, you go in between. But when I've heard other people talking about this subject, it has made a little bit more sense in terms of like they're seeing it from a different perspective that it's almost just a way for the client to get cheap Russians because you yeah. can tailor a set to be very light using Russians and you can tailor a classic set to be you can use longer and you can use like thicker lashes mm -hmm. so you should be charging for a classic or you should be charging for a Russian and everything should fit under that umbrella, not doing hybrid because people tend to charge in the middle for a hybrid, but you're almost doing the same work, if not more work as a Russian set, because then you've got to plan out where you're putting your classics, where you're putting your Russians, whereas you could just do a light Russian set. Yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from at that. And there's so many alternatives now, I think, to like hybrids. Um, like the YY lashes, I feel like they're really popular now and they do look like I feel like they do give that hybridy looking lash, like they're a classic lash still, but yet they do give that volume and that more defined look like a Russian lash would do. Um however, I'm still like I do love a hybrid, like I do think it just looks nice, it looks fluffy, but still yet natural. But I can see where you are coming from with like, stick to your brackets, stick to like the classics or the Russians, like you can build them up or dull them down a bit. But yeah, I don't know. I still do like, don't know if it's me being lazy. Maybe it's like that, putting like a lash there and it's easy to isolate when you've got the classics in as well. Personally, I do like doing hybrids. So we've got some mixed opinions from everybody else. So this one says, I hate hybrids. It is either a classic or it's a Russian. I don't like the texture of them being mixed. I've never really thought about the texture of them being mixed because I don't tend to go for hybrid sets. I don't know how they feel. Like when you're brushing through them, do you feel the classics? And also when you get fallout and when they start coming out, like what are you left with? a few classics everywhere no so my mum personally doesn't like hybrids because she's got a thing for classic lashes the amount of times i've done classics on her and she says she just can feel them more like because obviously they're a little probably a bit thicker um she hates them and like when she has a hybrid she goes i know exactly where you put the classic lashes because mm -hmm. i can feel them and i've even said to her like i've shown her that like, they're not too close to your eyeline like, i've put them the perfect amount away and she's just like i can feel them i need to get them off like she loves a russian because she, can, she can't feel the little fans, but she doesn't like classics because she can feel them all. But you do have people that are for the hybrids, um, just saying that they're a mixture of the classics um, and they shouldn't look like Russian. It's supposed to be the perfect in-between. Uh, when people do extra full classics, um, they're supposed to be a natural set. And I think doing extra full classics is just going against basically what you're charging for and like 
what they're meant to be, it makes more sense to offer hybrids and customers will probably understand it more. See, I agree with that because classic lashes are meant to be natural. That's why you go for a classic lash. But yeah, if you don't want that big, full, fluffy, like, I don't know, like if you go to a new lash tech and you're not too sure whether they're going to, if you ask Russians and you're like, I don't want them too fluffy, I don't want them too big. And then you come out and you've got these big black lashes on. And that's because that's what Russian lashes are. However, when you go for the hybrid lash, you've still got that in-between look. You've still got that natural. You know you're going to have some classic lashes in there. So you know it's going to come away looking fairly natural. So I'd always go with like saying, can I have a hybrid lash? Just because I'd rather be safe than sorry, basically. Because personally for me, I don't like that thick black look. Maybe a happy medium would be to offer hybrids, but charge the same as your Russians. Because I feel like the main argument yeah. with this is that why should you be charging less for the hybrid treatment because it takes probably just as much time and yeah. skill as the russian because you've got to plan out like where you're putting your classics you might have to layer it might take just as much time so then maybe you should still be charging the same because really i guess it is just like a light russian look with some classics thrown in and maybe the people know like the hybrids are classic and Russians and that's why they know it'll be slightly cheaper like it's known to be cheaper isn't it yeah um so that's why maybe they are trying to go for like the not saying this is all clients but maybe try and go for the cheaper option because they do want the big fluffy lashes but they don't want classics so they're going to go for that in between yeah well like they might just like clients might see it as like a way to get a like Russian set but pay less because mm -hmm. like most people do charge less for the hybrids yeah um so yeah maybe we just need to up our prices of our <laughs> hybrids and then yeah. it's not a problem because then if clients still want them not a problem but i guess it's difficult because when i look at hybrid sets most of the time i personally wouldn't know whether it was a hybrid <laughs> or a light russian yeah and let's be honest like are you using 2d and 3d fans with your hybrid probably not right. so then it is just basically a light russian set yeah. because you can't really even see the classics as much in comparison so then maybe you should just be using 2d and 3d like hybrids maybe should they just be like light russians mm -hmm. basically not have the hybrid <laughs> i don't know it's a hard one because i also understand why it makes sense for maybe a client mm -hmm. um but maybe it just doesn't make sense for a lash tech. So our next unpopular opinion is online lash courses. Now, I think this is, especially during COVID, more online lash courses popped up than I would say ever before. I know like people do offer them. We personally don't, mm -hmm. but a lot of places do offer online courses. And I think, there's definitely your, your fours and against. Most of the time, you will save a lot of money by doing an online course. They're normally not as expensive because presumably that person may have pre-recorded things or they can fit more people onto their course online so they can charge less or they might not have to pay rent for like a training academy you won't have to maybe even supply kits, etc. So they can charge less. Um, so obviously that's a good saving. And a lot of people probably couldn't get into the lash industry in terms of they can't afford it. So mm -hmm. maybe like an online course 
is their only option. However, I do think you hugely benefit from going to an in-person course. I mean, here you're practicing on mannequin heads in the afternoon, you're practicing on an actual model. And I personally wouldn't have the confidence, I think, to go ahead on a live human being without having some support, like yeah. physically there helping me. Like if I came across a problem, which you do when you first start lashing, mm -hmm. like a typical one is when you stick lashes together, like an under yeah. eyelash to an upper natural lash, or like you stick your extensions to the pads, etc. Mm -hmm. I think that would terrify me mm -hmm. if I was at home on my own and I had yeah. no one there to support me and even with these online courses because I've not done one I'm not a hundred percent sure how every single one works but like is there even anyone on the other side that's literally what I was going to say I think it just depends how this training goes like is it pre-recorded is there anyone on the other side that can you ask questions yeah. imagine if you're sitting there the whole time I feel like I had so many questions that I needed to ask. I wouldn't feel, yeah, like you said, I wouldn't feel safe until I asked these questions. Is it one where you just watch it and then afterwards you ask the questions? Or is it you can talk while doing it, but then when's the right time to talk? If it's like on a, like, a Zoom call, having someone actually watch over your shoulder when you are doing your first lash set, I think for myself, was hugely beneficial. And then even like having to do case studies afterwards, and then send them to the trainer, she could then say, okay, I think you're ready now, or do some more. She's in the room with you and she can see where you went wrong, I think. So I think that's what's really, what was beneficial to me. I think what you've also got to be careful about with the online courses is a lot of them won't even be accredited. So you've got to be careful that you're not just paying this money to do a course that then actually won't mean that you're qualified and you won't be able to get like proper insurance, mm. etc and you can't actually do the treatments because a lot of people offer these kind of courses but they're not qualifying ones like for example we have our e-learning which is like an online learning platform so we have videos but they like they say very clearly on there that you will not be accredited with these courses they're only for sort of refreshers um, so if you've already done a course with us or elsewhere and you just want to go over like shampooing lashes again or if you want to go over removing lashes then you can purchase these online uh, e-learning videos uh, but we don't offer courses from scratch. I would definitely always if you can afford it go for the in-person training. I think you'll get a much better experience. We offer refresher courses here and the amount of people that have gone and done training courses elsewhere who they just feel like they didn't get support or they didn't feel confident or they didn't have the knowledge when they left their course um is quite a lot so I can imagine after doing an online course you might not feel that confident and then you don't want to have to pay out again to go and do another course I think it depends I think there could be great potential and there could be great ones out there because you might not have like a less training school near you they can't get to one or they don't know anyone else in the area then that might be their only option and and that's what your dream and passion is to do, then you can't let it stop you. Yeah, and I don't think it's ever really necessarily the person who's doing the course's fault because they wouldn't know any better. But then sometimes when it's too good yeah, to, too be good true, to be true, it's not. <laughs> and that's sometimes I think that's sometimes the case with the online courses. And the problem is once you've bought it, you've bought it. I doubt they'll issue like refunds and no. things. Whereas 
for example, with our training, if you come in and do your day course and you don't feel confident, you can just come back for free. Like we invite you to come back mm-hmm. um, and you also get free mentoring sessions with us. So you get like one to one time with the trainers like after your course. So if there's anything that you don't feel confident with when you're going home and doing your case studies or you just want to go over it a bit further, then we offer that. Whereas I don't know if you're going to get these add ons. Yeah with an online training course Mm -hmm. i'd be interested to know if anyone has done an online training course what you found really good about it what you would actually prefer about that than going in person because i guess like for example if you're maybe a bit anxious or you're worried about your performance or maybe you could go do an online one and then go to a Mm in-person one so that you're like a bit of like a few steps ahead um but i'd love to know if you have done like an online course like how it's panned out for you how well it's gone Mm -hmm. how well your lash career is going and any negatives maybe that you found from doing an online course i would just recommend maybe doing your research like before like definitely look at reviews on the courses see what other people have to say i always think if like it hasn't got any reviews then it's slightly worrying like especially when you're doing something like a training course you want to see what other people thought of it look up the company is it legit make sure it's an accredited course make sure you're going to be able to get insurance after it make sure you're going to be able to get support after your course like Mm -hmm. make sure there's someone that you can message or call if you've got any problems i definitely recommend going with like a reputable person or company i think always like word of mouth reviews as well are like the best ones to go off like if you know of someone that's gone on that course then they're going to give you like an honest opinion not just like if you call up the place and say like, oh, what's your training like? Of course they're going to sell yeah, it. it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would definitely recommend doing your research on that one. So our next unpopular opinion is getting infills all year round. No. <laughs> so I think with this one, it means like basically the clients are just always getting infills. They're never getting a full set. They're just continuously coming back to you and getting top-ups. I have never really thought of this one before, if I'm honest. Personally, to me, I'd be like, oh, I think you need to, like, maybe either stop for a little bit, maybe have a break, or even, okay, it's time for a fresh set, like your nails. You need a fresh set of nails. For me, with the infills, I have no problem with, like, people wanting to get infills for quite a while because I understand that, obviously you're probably paying more for full sets. Oh, yeah. So you're not going to want to be getting a full set all the time. But then I always think it is good every couple of months get a full set for, like, multiple reasons. From a lash tech point of view, I like people to get a full set every once in a while because I feel like if I'm doing infills upon infills upon infills, for example, that client's lashes will all be at different stages. Obviously, when they come in for an infill, you remove the outgrown ones, but there will be ones that you'll obviously keep in there. And then those, for example, will be three weeks old, and then they might come back in like another three weeks' time. They might have some lashes from the very first lot that haven't grown, but then they'll have some from the three weeks ago, and then you'll be removing the outgrown ones, and then you do another set, and it's like continuous until where I think the point will be is that you've got loads of different lash extensions all at different like all jaggers all in their like different growth periods as well as that obviously naturally you build up dirt oil makeup so you should definitely be cleaning them i recommend everyone to clean 
their lashes like every other day but the problem is if you get clients that don't clean them mm. it's just gonna keep building up and up and up and to the point where like <laughs> they're horrible they get an eye infection <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not from the lashes themselves it's just from like the dirt builder hygiene like, whereas if you've got like a full set they're fresh you've got no like makeup in them anymore um and i personally do like a fresh set now and then so do i it's like getting your nails done isn't it i think it's like with everything like the first time you get something done i just feel like it just looks fresh it just looks new I just feel it looks so much better. Yeah. But then I do know, like, of people that always think that um, infills last longer mm -hmm. than full sets. And I don't know why this would even be. Or maybe it's just almost like a placebo. Like, people just think yeah. that, but it's not. Maybe it's, like, the amount you can lash. Like, maybe you are getting full coverage in an infill, whereas maybe you're not getting uh, full coverage in a full set. I'm not yeah. really sure. Like, I do get why maybe, like, an infill set would seem fuller all the lashes covered whereas for example if you're doing a full set there might be some lashes that you don't cover because they're in like the very baby stage of their mm -hmm. growth cycle whereas like when you're doing an infill they might have grown out further those baby ones and you've got yeah. new ones i don't know i don't know i do think you should get a full set every so often but i don't know on the exact length of mm. time yeah i think it'd be interesting to find out if there is a recommended amount of time to get a new set yeah because i genuinely don't know the answer yeah. i would say every couple of months but then i guess that doesn't seem that long yeah because if you think about it i don't know you get your lashes done every two weeks um so that means you're getting your lashes done twice a month and then if you say two months that's only four times three infills or three infills and then one full set maybe like six infills or something and then get a fresh set yeah that seems more like justifiable i'd say like probably like for me maybe no more than 10 is what i personally yeah. get like would i get more than 10 infills on the bounce like before getting a full set i mean also you have to be pretty good in terms of make sure you're booking in every two weeks every two it, yeah. every two or three weeks like making sure you're booking in for the right amount of time making sure that like they don't all fall out because i feel like it'd be really difficult to keep going on and on and on yeah. making sure you're always in on time making sure they're always full i think that it'd get to a point where like you either have to increase like the time you're getting your infill for mm. or you'll decrease the amount of time you're going without appointments i guess your lashes like they start a new cycle so then when you get the infills it's almost just starting yeah, again yeah. in that so i don't know like is there a limit of how many infills you can have let us know what you think, guys. Yeah. If you're a lash tech out there, do you recommend to your clients about coming back in every few months or do you recommend having a fresh set to them? How do you go about this? Yeah, because how would you go about saying to your client, um, do you mind getting a fresh set today? Like, getting a removal? Do you offer the removal for free? Like, yeah, because I guess, like, with nails, like, they might have, like, a policy on, like, I you can, pay, yeah. yeah, like, you can only have this many infills. You have to have a full set. Mm -hmm. So is that the same with some people with lashes? Do they say, like, oh... You can only have, I don't know, eight infills and then you've got to have a full set. Or do people just not care and they'll just do whatever yeah. the client wants and it's kind of like on them mm -hmm. if they don't look as good or if they're not lasting yeah. as long? It, do they sort of feel like, well, you can book in yeah. for a full set if you want? Whose responsibility is it, do you think? Like, is it your lash techs for like not giving the right knowledge to your clients or is it the client's fault for not like speaking up and saying, okay, I think I need to like, have a break and like remove these ones and get a fresh set on like mm. who is it to say 
what they do. Well, I think even the having a break is an unpopular opinion. Yeah, that's a bit popular <laughs> opinion itself. What is What's what is for? having a break? How long should you have a break for? How often should you have that break for? Like people say it all the time, but like I don't know what, what is a break. <laughs> yeah, like what is the break? Is it to like have completely lash extensions off? But then if you're applying the right thickness and weights surely they don't damage your natural lashes anyway so then do you have to have a break and then that ties back into do you need to have a full set yeah. if you're like having your lashes applied correctly and you're doing the right aftercare do you need to can you just continuously have infills upon infills do you need to take any breaks yeah i don't know it's really yeah it's very confusing and there's a lot of different information slash opinions out yeah. there I think you just need to do whatever you think is right for yourself. I think you can listen to us, you can listen to other people, but at the end of the day, it's your business. Do what you feel like you need to do. But, like, it's difficult because at the same time you want to have your clients, like, you're the professional, so you're the one that I think should make the judgment. I guess, really, it'd be handy if we could all know <laughs> how long you should have until you get we need like a lash god yeah <laughs> we just need someone who can tell us all like what how many infills you should have in a row if it's continuous um if you have a break how long it should be yeah. or is it different for each person and is it different depending on if you're getting classics or if you're mm -hmm. getting like russians i don't know I do no. think, though, it needs to be stated in the policy, though, before. You can't just... Obviously, if you're going to introduce it, you can't just spring it on someone on that day and be like, okay, you need a fresh set, set now. You can't keep going on these infills. It needs to be stated when you first speak to that client and just say, oh, by the way, it's every... I don't know how long you're intending to get lashes for, but every, I don't know, eight infills, you're going to have to have a fresh set. I'm going to take them off for you as well. And then they're going to be a fresh set to make sure you book in more time that day. Just don't spring it on them. See, I think as well, like, I don't worry about this one too much because I feel like most clients naturally, like, will get to a point where either they haven't booked in in time, so then they need a full set when they yeah. come, or they are just having a break from mm -hmm. their lashes either, like, for various reasons, they might just not want lashes on at that time they might not be able to afford lashes yeah. they might like whatever reason like i don't feel like i've ever had a client where i thought hmm it's time you should take a break <laughs> you need a break exactly so our final unpopular lash opinion for today is don't be flexible for clients stick to your times and policies i don't even think this should be an unpopular opinion i do think that is it's your business at the end of the day. I know what you're going to say about this, but I just think it's your business. Do your hours. You probably do over hours anyway because you probably work on weekends to fit in your clients. Whatever your policy is, stick to it, I think, because you're not getting paid overtime. Who's paying you overtime? I think it's difficult, though, because in other jobs, like just not a lash tech job, you might still have to go like above and beyond. For example, if you've got a project, you might have to stay late one day or if you're doing sort of like a campaign you might have to work the weekend and I think sometimes if you go above and beyond in terms of like you as a lash tech for your clients it can benefit you in the long run too but I do think you need to have boundaries mm. set in place but I don't think there's anything wrong with sometimes adjusting or bending but I would do it for like certain people 
and at certain times like for example if i've got a really really loyal client they've booked a really last minute holiday and i have no appointments left in my usual slotted hours let's say just for the sake of it i do nine to five then like i would be inclined to try and fit them in if i had the time if i was available yeah. i'm not saying i would cancel all my plans and like cancel everybody else to fit them in i wouldn't but if i did have the time i probably would try and s s like slot them in either before yeah. my usual working day or after or in my lunch break or at some point i wouldn't do it for maybe a newbie because i'd think no nah, like this is my these are my times mm. stick to my times <laughs> but if they were a loyal customer and i'd make it very clear that like i'll do it on this yeah. one occasion i don't normally do these hours but like you're a loyal customer of mine so yeah. i want to fit you in i do think though where does this stop though where do you draw the line like what happens if that client knows of someone else and be like oh well that, she does this like as soon as you know it you're going to be working your lunch breaks you're going to be working your evenings like not straight away but obviously if these people keep coming back and i think they can do it over and over and over again you're not gonna have a life anymore a lot of people i think find it hard to actually implement their policies. So they'll Same have, way. yeah, like they'll have policies, for example, like a cancellation fee. Mm -hmm. Like if you cancel within 24 hours, you need to pay 30% of yeah. the appointment. I see that all the time that people have those policies in place, but then they never actually like collect the money. Because they feel bad. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, I don't want to upset my client and stuff. So I think. You should only have the policies in place if you're actually going to do them. Yeah, 100%. I just think, yeah, I agree with you there. But a lot of people just can't be that nasty person. Once they turn around and just gave you a story about, I don't know, a, sa a sad story. And then you're like, oh, how do I not charge this person? But then again, we're going back to the one rule for one and one rule for another. I've never not heard, like, a very good excuse. I'm not saying they're lying because clients genuinely something terrible may have happened but it always seems like a really good excuse mm -hmm. and at the end of the day you're the one then missing out yeah. on like the money that you should have so I think you should have policies and I think you should stick to them but I think for loyal customers maybe you can be a bit flexible I think for example if something really bad happened or they were in traffic or whatever for this client that's been coming to you for years they come every two weeks for their infills they're never late they're an amazing client then if you go all right you're gonna have to pay me a cancellation fee i'm not saying it's wrong to because technically they owe it to you but equally if you wanted to be a bit flexible i wouldn't be against it either and that's the yeah. same with like slotting in people and doing out of hours etc and also you could maybe charge more for it like if it really bothers you if someone wants a saturday appointment and you don't work saturdays why not charge more yeah i think that's why though deposits are quite a good thing as well like just paying like a 10 pound deposit and even if that person does let you down you've still got a little bit of money just to compensate you back just a tiny little bit um i do think going back to like your loyal client though I do think if they do really love your work and they are actually loyal to you, they shouldn't feel like they should be treated any differently. I think they feel like they should be, if they do love you, I think they should, would want to give you that extra something. If they are a loyal customer, they'll probably be happy to pay yeah. the cancellation or the late fees because they'll know the policies mm -hmm. and they're probably going to be your easiest people <laughs> yeah. uh, in terms of, like implementing your policies but i do think sometimes you could be 
flexible but it is hard to know where to draw the line because yeah, like you say you don't want to end up working all of your yeah. hours you don't want to be not charging anyone your uh, cancellation and even just silly things like you know it might be in your policies that you need to have like 40 percent of your lashes for it to be classed as an infill mm -hmm. if you start then doing people that have come with like 20 30 yeah. percent and not charging them for a full set, it's going to take up like more of your time, more of your products, and then you're not getting as much for it. But then it's and then if you let it go once, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Sometimes I've had this when like I work it all the time where someone comes in for an infill, and it's never an infill. Like it's the same person. They say, "Oh, it's an infill today," and I'm like, "It's not." <laughs> you're like looking and I never have the heart to say it's not, and then I just charge infill prices as well. I think it's it is difficult, and I think basically if you're gonna have policies try and stick to them mm -hmm. if not there's probably no point in having the policies no. i think what would be a helpful tip to have is having like a booking system that does mm. take an automatic deposit because then you don't have that awkwardness of like oh like you owe me this or like <laughs> send me that and and i think another thing to avoid that is if you want to like book people in by time on your booking system then it's up to them so they've got to pick either an infill or a full set and in that booking slot you have the appointment time mm -hmm. so let's say you're saying an infill's an hour and a full set's two hours then then that's their problem if they book an infill slot but they've got no lashes left yeah. you just feel like me really sorry you're gonna have to like book in again mm -hmm. like for another infill like really soon because i can only or i can only do what i can do in the hour and then just do what you can do in the hour and say look they're not gonna last you very long they're not very full you haven't got full coverage because you've booked the wrong slot yeah and you can always say you've got a client next as well so yeah you can just say oh i'm, I'm back to back like yeah. i can't do any longer like you can stay and do the hour or i'd suggest like booking in next time for like a full set yeah. do you know what i mean so it is hard but that would maybe help a little bit yeah, in definitely. terms of not having the confrontation with someone but yeah i think it's that unpopular opinion on what don't being flexible like i would i would disagree with i would say you can be flexible but i would do it for certain customers yeah definitely only loyal ones <laughs> <laughs> so those were our unpopular lash opinions for today so whether you agree with them disagree with them let us know if you've got any of your own unpopular lash opinions and please share them with us and um, if not we will be back for a, another episode very soon so thank you for listening